Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, worship team, uh, for leading us together this morning. What an incredible image we have from Psalm 23. The image of a God who is so loving and so powerful and so close to us that he extends himself to us as shepherd. The one who would lead, who would guide, who would care for us, who would protect us, who would comfort us. We're going to explore uh, that relationship that God is extending to us throughout this month, looking at God as shepherd from Psalm 23. Today we're going to talk about a big question that so many of us face, and it's how do I deal with suffering and pain? When I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, how do I find peace and comfort? How do I move through that? How do I find God in the midst of that? Before we kind of dive deep into that topic, I want to ask all of us a question. Everybody here, everybody at home, everybody watching online, I want you to really think about this question. What is it that you and I, what are we really looking for in life? What are we really pursuing? What are we really searching for? Is it a career? Family? Maybe success? It could be money. Uh, maybe it's relationships and friendships. Maybe we're pursuing fun. I would suggest whatever it is that we're pursuing in life, whatever it is that is your aim in life, whatever you're looking for most, undergirding that for all of us, building a foundation of that for all of us, I think every single one of us, if we're really honest, perhaps what we're looking for more than anything is comfort. We're, we're not comfortable, we're not okay with the idea of suffering. Nobody says, hey, I, I want to sign up for this line. I want to get in line to experience more pain and more suffering and more heartache. Nobody gets in line for that. Nobody's pursuing that. We want comfort. We want the easy way. We want the, the straight path that leads us away from all the suffering and all the str struggle and all the pain. I mean, that's really what we want most of all. And we will do all kinds of things to not have to experience pain and suffering and heartache. We'll do whatever we can, whatever we're able to, to experience more comfort and more pleasure and more ease. But what are we really experiencing in our pursuit of comfort? What are we really experiencing as we run as fast as we, we can away from any kind of pain? Well, maybe one of the things that we experience is that we're missing out on the growth and the strengthening that can only come in the struggle. God, I want to be mature. I want to grow. I want to have more wisdom. But I don't want to struggle to get there. God, I want my kids to have strength of character and endurance. And I want them to, to be able to face anything that this world throws at them. But I don't want them to struggle. Maybe we're missing out on the strengthening and the growth that can come. Maybe we're missing out on God's comfort in the midst of pain. God, I want to know you. I want to know that you're close to me. I want to know your voice. God, I want to feel your love in my life. God, but I don't want to need it. Maybe we're missing out on the power of God in the midst of the struggle. 
God, I want to see your glory in my life. God, I want to see you move. God, I want to see you do miracles and wonders. I want to see your strength in and through my life. God, but I, I want to be in control. And I want to be able to take care of this. Maybe we're missing out on more than what we realize in our pursuit of comfort above all things as we run as fast as we can away from any kind of pain, any kind of suffering, any kind of heartache. Nobody wants to suffer. But what is God doing in the midst of suffering when we go through the valley? What is God up to? Look again at verse 4 in Psalm 23. What is it that David shares with us about his experience of God. Verse four, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. See, one of the only guarantees we have in life is that we will struggle. There will be pain, there will be suffering, there will be heartache, but what are we going to do in the midst of it? Are we going to cover it up? Are we going to run away from it? Or are we going to lean into God in the middle of our suffering? How can I position myself in the way that I think, in the way that I feel, in the way that I relate to God to experience more of God's leading and more of God's comfort in the middle of suffering? Now, I want to offer up to you that, that I don't think there's any formula. I don't think there's any like, do these three easy steps and you'll be able to experience more of God's comfort in every area of your life. I don't think relationships are that easy that we can just break it down that way. But I do wanna lift up three questions for all of us to wrestle with this morning. And, and I think that if we're, we allow ourselves to really wrestle with this question, uh, each of these, that maybe we can allow ourselves to be positioned in such a way that we can lean more into God when struggles come. So here's the first question I wanna lift up to you. Where do I look first and most for comfort? When I need comfort, when I need ease from the pain, where do my eyes turn? Where does my heart go? See, for most of us, the first place and maybe where we look most are the things that just cover and just mask the pain instead of really dealing with the pain. And we turn to cheap substitutes for the God who could really bring comfort, who could really bring his love and his power into our lives. And a lot of times the things that we turn to actually make circumstances in our life worse instead of better. When we turn to all kinds of things, when we need comfort, maybe we turn to food or maybe it's alcohol or drugs, or maybe we turn to shopping or maybe we turn to our phone or social media, or maybe we turn to fun or some activity that we've given our life to. Maybe we turn to money and the things that that can buy or a relationship. Maybe we just turn to busyness to try to find comfort in the midst of our pain. And every single one of those, all they can do is mask it and cover it up. None of those can deal with the root of the pain in our lives. But God wants to bring real comfort. He wants to bring real love. And he wants to bring into our lives his love and his power and his hope. See, the foundation of what God wants to do in our lives is to point us to hope. And there's a truth that every single one of us needs to hold on to. It's that God doesn't just lead us to the valley. 
but he brings us through the valley. There's going to be suffering. There's going to be pain. There's going to be heartache in life. But it is not God's intended destination for our lives. That one, God wants to bring his power to, to give us strength to not give up and not stop and keep moving. We're in the middle of the valley. But he also wants to point us toward the eternal, the ultimate destination is with him forever in heaven, in the new creation where there will be no more pain, there will be no more heartache, there will be no more suffering. And God says, I've got a place for you and this is not it. So just stick with me as we go through this. In the NIV, it says it's the, the valley of darkness. Your translation might say the valley of the shadow of death or the valley of death. And the valley of darkness and the valley of death is very, very real. And the pain and the hurt is very, very real, but it's not the end. And God says, just stick with me. I, I want to bring hope in the midst of this. I've got something different for you. And so we can turn to all the other things, but none of the other things can say, I'm going to bring you to the other side. None of the other things have the power or the authority to say, I've got ultimate destination for your life. And so where are we going to turn? Where are we going to lean into? Will we be willing to trust God even when we don't see God moving? Even when we don't see the resolution? Even when we're still in the middle of the valley and we're feeling the hurt and the weight and the pain and the anxiety and all that comes with it? Am I willing to trust that God is with me? And he's not just bringing me to, but he's going to bring me through. Here's a second question I want to lift up for us. How do I make sense of pain? How do I make sense of it? How do I find the meaning in pain? None of us want to suffer. None of us want to have pain in life. We, we struggle to deal with it. But I think perhaps the biggest struggle in life is to deal with pain when we cannot find meaning or purpose in it. Meaningless pain might be the greatest tragedy that we ever experience in life. And so we're walking through a season of darkness and I can't find a reason for that darkness. I can't find a reason for that pain. I can't put a purpose to it. I can't find a meaning in it. What do I do then? How do I find comfort in the middle of that? And many of us here, many of you watching online are right in the middle of that. And there's good news for every single one of us is that God is in the redeeming business. God is about redemption, and because God is a redeeming God, I can find purpose in my pain. See, God sent his son Jesus into the world not to fail, find a way around pain, not to find, a way of, to find a way around suffering. God sent Jesus into the world, his ultimate destination, before he would return to the Father, was to walk straight through the middle of pain. That he would take pain onto his own body, that he would suffer a criminal's death, not because he deserved it, but because we do. And he took your pain and he took my pain and he brought it into himself, not so that he could just experience it, but so that he could redeem it. That when Jesus was, would rise on the third day and he would return to the Father and he would say to us, one day I'm coming back. And I've got a place for you. And I've got hopes and I've got plans and I've got dreams for you. It was so that he could redeem our lives. 
that he could bring something new that we could never infuse into the brokenness of our lives. God says, I want to put it back together, not like it was, but even better. I want to bring a beauty to it. I'm going to redeem it. And because of that, even in the midst of the pain that God may not cause, he can use it and he can redeem it and bring a purpose to our pain. That I can begin to look and I can begin to listen. How do I experience God's closeness and comfort in this? How do I know God's with me in this? How do I learn to hear God's voice and feel God's presence? And when God brings me through this, or even in the midst of it, how can I even leverage this to bring the power of God and the truth of God to the people around me? How can I leverage this to have strength and endurance to continue to follow God? How could God leverage this to build faith in me? How could God leverage this to show the power that only God can bring? Am I willing to lean in when I can't work the pieces out to say God can bring a purpose, even when God doesn't cause it, that God can bring a purpose to this pain? And then a third question. How do I deal with fear? How do I deal with fear? David says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. What David is saying is I've got every reason in the world to have fear, but I choose not to. Now it's really easy to say it and it's a whole other thing to do it. Because fear is powerful. I would suggest to you that fear might be one of the most powerful forces in all of our lives. Fear can cause us to do nothing or, or fear can cause us to do really foolish and dumb things. It can cause paralysis or foolishness. And often we find ourselves in a place that we don't want to be, saying things we don't want to say, in a relationship we don't want to be in, in a circumstance we never intend to be in because of fear. Now, where does fear grab its power? I believe that fear, its power, comes from projection. Now, what do I mean? It's our tendency to project in the future what may happen as a reality for my present. And it's not just that, that I'm planning for what might happen in the future, but my, what may happen in the future overwhelms what's already happening in the present. Not just in a mental level, but at a heart level, at a gut level, at a soul level. And, and fear just can take away, it can eradicate, it can erase any peace that I might have in life. Now, how does fear do that? One of the ways is by implanting thoughts that I don't have the ability to overcome. You know, what if this happens? What if this gets worse? What if it's forever? What if it doesn't get any better? What if, what if, what if? And if the if happens, I may not have what it takes to overcome that. I may not be strong enough. I may not be smart enough. I may not have the wisdom or the resources to get past that. What if that happens? Another way is that fear will plant thoughts of not just that I don't have the ability but that I don't have control. What if I have every resource and all the wisdom and all the ability, but the things that happen in my life are just simply out of my hands? What if I become a victim 
to the what if. But here's the good news. It's kind of ironic. You probably don't have what it takes to deal with anything and everything that may be thrown at you. And most of what happens in our lives, believe it or not, I'm not here to make you uncomfortable, but it's just truth. Most of the things that happen in our lives are out of our control. And here's the good news. It was never about you to start with. It's not about your ability. It's about God's ability. It's not about your control. It's about God's sovereignty. And the God who's in control, the God who is able, is the same today as he was yesterday. And he'll be the same tomorrow that he is today. And that God is faithful and he is true and he's full of grace and power and mercy and hope and love. Not just for the world, but for you. That's the God who is able. That's the God who is in control. And that is good news. And so whatever may happen, whatever the what if may be, my God is already there dealing with the what if and he is able and he's in control. And there is nothing in this world that can overwhelm God the way that it can overwhelm me. And that's good news. And we have to keep reminding ourselves every single day, every time the worry pops in. Every time the anxiety begins to overwhelm us, I've got to remind myself of that truth. That God is able. That God's in control. God is for me. God is with me. Here's the truth. How do I experience peace in the middle of darkness? I experience peace in the darkness when I recognize God's presence. Ultimately, the, the truth that brings peace is God is with me. Because in this life, the God who's able, the God who's in control, the God who sees tomorrow may decide not to take away that thing that I want God to take away. And only God knows why that is. Because only God's in control. Only God knows how that's going to bring him glory. Only God knows that's how that's going to transform my life. Only God knows how that's going to bring me to Him. Only God knows how it's going to take me to my ultimate destination, which is with Him forever and ever and ever. Worshiping Him with the angels. Only God knows. And so my peace is not always that God is going to change things, but that God's going to be with me. I'm a dad, I've got two small children. How many of you here today, you're a parent? A lot of us, a lot of you guys watching online, you might be watching with your kids right now and you're a parent and you know that, that feeling, that sinking feeling at three o'clock in the morning when you feel somebody staring at you in the darkness. You've been there, right? And you look over and, and there's that little one and they've just had that nightmare. And, and what I've learned is that you can go back with them to their room and, you know, Daddy, I'm afraid uh, it's dark. You can turn every light in the house on. You can open the closet. You can flip the bed over and show them that there's nothing under the bed. You, you can do everything in the world, and it will not be enough. But there's a little phrase. Daddy, will you stay with me? Many nights and many, many more for my wife have been slept on the floor next to the bed. Because there's power in presence. 
God can assure us all day long, I'm gonna, I've got a plan for you. You're going to get through this. I'm going to give you strength. I'm transforming this. There's better things to come. He could tell us all day long. And that's not the same as God saying, I'm with you and you're not alone. Will we lean in? Will we trust him that God is with us in the midst of the pain? The, the peace comes with his presence. But we've got to lean in. And it's hard to trust sometimes, but here's what happens when we trust. God is going to give you something to get you through the valley. Specifically, he's going to give you three things. He's going to empower you. He's going to enable you. And he's going to enlighten you. And what does that mean? He's going to empower you. He's going to give you strength to keep moving forward. When I don't know where the next step is going to land, I can keep moving forward because God is with me. And all he has to do is grab me. He's right here. And he's going to enable me. He's going to enable me to not become a victim to the things in my life, but to begin to leverage them and say, I will not just bow down to the world, but I will bow down to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, who's got a purpose and a plan for my life. And I will follow him and whatever comes, whatever's thrown at me, I will leverage it for the kingdom of God to either worship God or come close to him or tell somebody else about the Jesus that died for them. He will enable you. And he will enlighten you. He will open our eyes. He will open our ears. He will open our heart to hear and see and feel him with us. He's not distant. He has not left. He's not sleeping. He's active and he's able and he's in control. He's trustworthy and faithful and true. He's loving and merciful, and he brings hope in the middle of the darkness. So the great thing about darkness is it only takes one speck of light to be broken. It doesn't matter the thickness of dark that you're in, one little ray of light will break through. God brings hope in the middle of the darkness. But we have to lean in. We cannot spend the rest of our lives bowing down to pain or running from it. We got to trust that God so loved you, that God so loved me, that he sent his son Jesus not to find a work away around pain, but to experience pain and redeem it and change it to offer hope for you and me. And that if the greatest decision that we will ever make is not some kind of mental affirmation that Jesus once lived and died and that he's probably the son of God, but it is a surrender and a submission and I will follow you even through the valley because I trust you, that's faith. The greatest decision we will ever make is to put our trust in Jesus. See, pain, it's not a reason to not tr trust God, to not trust Jesus Christ. This question that we all wrestle with, why do bad things happen? It's not a reason to not embrace God. It is a reason to come faster and more passionately after God who redeems our pain, who offers hope in the midst of it. Will we be willing to trust fully in Christ? Now, some of us here and some of us watching online, you are experiencing right now pain that is just crippling. 
and you are struggling to find meaning in it and you're struggling to find purpose, you're struggling to find a way through it, God is with you. I just want to encourage you. God is with you. He redeems. He is faithful. He is true. He's not left you. You can keep moving forward. And perhaps a lot of us here today and watching online, you've never really experienced the depth of pain, not because you haven't had moments to struggle, not because pain has not presented itself, but because for most of us, we spend all the energy and all the resources we have to avoid pain, to bury pain, to ignore pain, to run away from pain. I'll throw money at it. I'll throw fun at it. I'll throw pleasure at it. I'll throw my work at it. I'll throw busyness at it. I'll throw everything I have at this pain so that I don't have to wrestle with it. But God is coming to you today and He's saying, let me wrestle with you in the middle of your pain because, I, because it's in the valley where transformation happens. It's in the valley where we experience comfort, where we experience the power of God, where we realize we do need Him, where we realize we don't have enough, where we realize we're not able and so many of us have spent so much time and energy running away from pain that we've never let God wrestle with it in it. And if that's where you are today, I wanna to encourage you too to trust Him that He's with you and you can lean in. You don't have to ignore or bury or run away from it. That you can find God in the midst of it. And the God you find there is the God who redeems. So whether you're at home or you're here today, we have a moment to respond. Will we lean in? Will we trust? Maybe for the first time to say, Jesus, I submit to you. So I'm gonna pray for us, every one of us who are gathered in, in whatever way we're gathered, that we would have the courage to do that. So if you're here, if you'll stand, and all of us who are worshiping together, let's pray. God, we love you, we praise you, and we celebrate you because you are able and you are sovereign and you are good and loving and merciful and true. For those of us who are suffering, Lord, we feel the weight and the pain and the crippling effect. Allow us to see and hear and feel your presence right now that you are with us. For all of those, Lord, who are spending so much time and energy to run away from it. Let us embrace you in the middle of it. For all of those of us, Lord, who have not put our, our full trust, who have not surrendered to you, God, we may believe that you exist, but we've not surrendered to you, Lord. Let that happen right now. Holy Spirit, come into our homes, come into this room, wherever we are, and, and open our hearts to you, Lord, and bring salvation today that we would surrender fully to you. And God, we know that you're gonna get the glory and you're gonna bring hope and transformation and redemption into our lives, Lord. And because of that, we bow to you, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Jesus, our Savior, God, our Father. We humble ourselves before you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.